Hello creatives, my name is Matias, known as that Matias Kid on Instagram or TMK for short. I want to welcome everyone to Dreaming in Red by Hearts Cove, where dreaming means dreaming with energy, passion, strength, courage, and creativity. We talk about to cr with creatives about sacrifices they've made to reach their own success and look to inspire many other creatives around the globe. Today we are joined by Valentina Ramirez, Orlando, Florida photographer, and I have her here, so I'll let her kind of explain just a little brief introduction about who she is. Hi guys, I'm Valentina, but you can call me Val. Um, I'm from Orlando, senior in college, kind of figuring out what I want to do in the future, which is pretty soon. But yeah, that's a little bit, little introduction about me. Thank you so much. Um, just out of curiosity, what are you going to college for? I am studying advertising and public relations, and it's like a double major, and then I have two minors, which is writing rhetoric and mass culture and behavior which is like a sociology minor oh interesting cool yeah pretty stacked up <laughs> yeah yeah that's that's cool though so today i just want to talk to you about some of the things that you do some of the work that you have um i've had you send in some of your examples for the youtube video um i mainly want to know just kind of pick your brain what got you into doing photography whether it be film portraits concert like what do you, what do you think was the first thing that kind of told you that this is what you wanted to do or is it just more of a hobby for you yeah so it actually started in my like I was always like involved in the music world like I played the violin from like when I was in elementary school up until high school and I didn't get into like a school of the arts in high school and I was like well I'm quitting the violin and I needed to find something else and in my like my school that I was like like kind of zoned to go to because of where I live they had they didn't really have much arts in there like music or like other stuff but there was one photography class and I was like okay I'm just gonna join this class and freshman year I just like fell in love with the idea of photography um I bought my camera got like a Canon T5 from Costco for like five hundred dollars um I used it I used my quinceanera money for for <laughs> that um I got into, I, I did really well in that class. Um, it kind of sucked because it was like an entry level class. So people just took it because it was easy and no one really cared. Um, but as the ne like the following year, you could go into like a higher level of photography. So it was called ACE um, in Florida. They have like this program with Cambridge and I did that and it was so much more fun. I learned so much more. I learned about double exposures and like Photoshop and that's where I learned how to use film, black and white, and I learned how to develop and like print. And it was like, I really love this. But at this time, I was really only doing like abstract things because that was part of the class. Um, but I tried to bring in portrait photography into that abstractness. So I did a lot of double exposures and just, I was like really fond of the idea of like doing photography, but I didn't really know I could make a like make it a job. Um, and I just kept my camera, got my 50 millimeter prime lens, and that changed the game. I like immediately once I bought my T5, I knew I had to get a better camera just because of uh, what I learned from my photography class. So I got a 50 millimeter and started taking more portraits. And around like junior year and high and senior year of high school, I was a photographer for a lot of clubs, which meant I was also like a social media person for the clubs because I would post the photos I would take and I was doing a lot of PR. And at this time, I didn't really know that this was a job. Like, I was just doing it because I liked it. 
And then once I got into college, like I graduated high school, I was doing like grad photos. I was taking photos of like um, engagements and stuff like that. And then I went to high to, to college and I started marketing and I switched. I realized that marketing was too number based and I wanted to be more creative just because I do have that photography side where like I feel like I'm more creative than anything else. So I switched to ad PR and I kind of realized that I could use my photography skills for that. And then in college, I did a lot of photography jobs for like clubs in at UCF. And I was just like, okay, I like this. I like doing photos and posting. And I was like, I kind of want that to be my job. And then COVID hit my freshman year of college. And I went home and I, was, I picked up running and I started running a lot and listening to a lot of music. And I was like, wow, this whole time, I've never really gone to a concert. Like my entire life, I didn't really listen and appreciate music and I didn't like I didn't know live music was such a big thing until it was gone and I like COVID hit no shows no nothing and then I finally went to my first show I went to Shaky Knees Festival in Atlanta Georgia um and I met this one girl who was this the photographer uh, at the time for Backseat Lovers and I met her at the at the at the festival and we started talking and I was like, oh, like, this is a job? Like, you can just photograph artists? Like, what? And she was the one that introduced me how to, like, reach out to bands and do press and be able to take photos of them and kind of get your portfolio running. Because at the time, my portfolio was just photos of, like, portraits and photos of events. And it wasn't really what I loved to do at the, at, like, at that time. I was kind of like, during COVID, I kind of gave up on photography. I was like, oh, it was just a hobby. Like, I'm just going to have to focus on something else. Um, mm -hmm. So when I met that girl at the festival, I was like, she just like opened my eyes, like showed me like a, a different reality of what I can do with my camera. And from then I was like, well, I'm going to set out to be able to do shows. And so I reached out to a local band um, in, in Orlando, Florida, and they had like a show at this one venue that is now done. It's dead. The venue's dead. Um, but it was my first ever show. And I took one photo that left me so like, like my jaw dropped when I saw it. And like when I was editing my stuff, I was like, this is the most amazing photo I've ever taken. Like, this is so awesome. And um, from then I was like, okay, well, I really want to get into music photography. And it took me a minute because this happened. Like I, I realized I wanted to do my first ever concert was in December of 2021. Yeah, 2021. And I didn't really like, know. I was just getting into like asking bands to take photos, but I still didn't really understand like press photos and like getting press passes and photo passes. So I was just photographing local artists. Um, and then 2022, I kind of was like, okay, I kind of get how this works and I'm gonna find a magazine, find a publication and figure out how to shoot bigger artists. Mm -hmm. So that was that's a long story of how I realized I wanted to do music photography. No, that was very in detail. We, I appreciate the the detailness you threw into that because that's exactly like you went just all in. Uh, very yeah. interesting though how everything kind of happened and taking that whole COVID era and using it as a sort of inspiration to kind of like, you know, like you said, you didn't realize how 
important live music was until it wasn't there so it's really cool to hear that and to know that you took that as some sort of inspiration to move forward and try new things as far as like concert photography goes what are some of the things that you think you've learned um over the time that you've been doing this like biggest slash most important things that maybe you could share with people that are wanting to start or um, maybe thinking about getting into the concert field yeah um first thing is definitely invest in a full frame camera that was uh well i jumped from a t5 to uh like a canon t5 to a t7i um and it was still a crop frame and i really enjoyed it um because the iso was so much better it was a touch screen but i i was still very limited with how much range I could get in a photo because it was a crop frame. So like, if there's anything like that I would suggest is to just like, if you're gonna update to a better camera or to like a, just a camera in general, like start off with a full frame if you can, cause it's like, it changes the game completely. Like since I got a full frame, I started doing more wide shots. I started doing more horizontal stuff. And it wasn't just like that very cropped hip to like head photo, mm-hmm. you got more creative um say with getting a, having a full frame but i mean a lot of like a lot of people can make it work with a crop um but the second thing would be like make sure your iso is a pretty good iso like a camera that with a good iso right. um because there's been times where i shoot at venues that are just like so dark that like you can't like it's just gonna be like silhouettes of the artist because it's that it's that dark so having a good iso and a camera is very important 100 percent. and for those who don't know actually um because we may have listeners that actually don't know nothing about concert photography so for those who don't do who don't know um when you do shoot concerts um you're not allowed to do flash so you that's why she's mentioning iso being a big factor in you know if you're wanting to get started because when you're at a show, you're not allowed to use flash and, you know, not being able to use flash automatically means your photos are going to be darker because you're in a dark venue. And so learning to, and just having the ability to have an ISO that's capable of shooting in those specific places is very, very important. I'm guessing when you started, you did you have a mirrorless or was it just like full frame? No. So when I started, it was a mirror crop camera. Um, mm-hmm. And then... I was looking into a full frame and I was like, okay, well, I need something like I'm going to invest, like I'm about to invest like at least 5k in a camera. <laughs> and I was like, if I'm going to invest this much money, I would rather get like the newest, the newest thing, the the one that like Canon came out with like recently. Mm-hmm. And so I got an R6, I got a mirrorless um, and I love it. I love it so much because it's so quiet. It's so fast. The only issue right now is I'm having an issue with like the flash and like the attachment and it's giving me error 70 but that's mm-hmm. beyond <laughs> yeah yeah no that's but, great i've heard a lot of people actually this past year and um a lot of my friends that have also picked that that one up um it seems to be like the like the medium to go to where most people seem to be getting that if they're upgrading um i yeah. know a lot of people have upgraded to that one yeah no uh, i thought about switching to sony but i was already too in deep with canon i was like i'm mm-hmm. just gonna stick with this. yeah so i mean sony is just so good at video though like it's just oh, it, it's like every time i see a video shot on a sony it's like oh my gosh it's so crisp and clean i, I am i'm like slowly getting into video um for like concerts and then also just want to like get into music videos but i would i would say that 
but Canon R6 is pretty pretty good with video. Mm-hmm. But I don't really know much. So. It shoots in 4K though, right? I, you know, 4K. Yeah, I think it handles 4K at 30 frames per second. Yeah, I I need to like be more informed on the the video <laughs> capability in my camera. I just kind of hit record. Right. Yeah, it's all good. Uh, tell us a little bit about your um, portraiture. I know we spoke a little bit about your concert. I want to hear more about like what it is that you enjoy most about doing portraits. Like um, for me, it's like I don't really enjoy doing senior photos or weddings or whatever it is and i mainly enjoy doing creative stuff so um i want to know like what is it that you enjoy most about portraits yeah um i really enjoy that everyone just has a different look i actually like the one thing i love about portraits is just that the person i'm taking a portrait of feels like feels so good and like i love making them feel good and feel like beautiful or handsome or whatever um, once they see the photo I took of them, because I, 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 I'd like to say that a lot of people have commented that like, they feel prettier or they feel they feel like they look good when I take a photo of them. So I like I like to keep like that that stays close in my heart, because it makes me feel good that the photos I take of people make them feel good. And that makes mm-hmm. me feel good. So that's like the main thing I like about taking portraits. Um, I've kind of taken like a hiatus of portraits from uh, since COVID. Like, I do portraits sometimes, but it's not, like, the most, like, intricate thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I really want to get into doing more creative stuff. I work with a magazine um, in Orlando. It's, like, a creative-based magazine, like, fashion type. Mm-hmm. And in one of the photos that I included for my top ten, there's, like, this funky photo of this guy, like, with uh, googly eyes on his, like, as glasses. And his mm-hmm. hair is, like, super big. And, like, there's so much style put into that and so much thought. And, um... It's work. We worked in teams, so like, I just kind of got there and took photos, and like, didn't have to worry about all the creative stuff. Like, it was just there mm-hmm. for me to photograph, which was nice. But I do, um, do like this year. It's like kind of like a goal to be more creative with my shoots and like plan more stuff and like get a little bit more creative and actually do portraits because I don't I don't really do much with portraits mm-hmm. just because okay. I'm still trying out my style i think because i'm still like stuck on my old style of like back then in 2018 when it was like super super tumblery mm-hmm. and i look at that and i'm like oh, that's not my style um so i'm trying to figure out what my style is right that's totally all right for you to you know say that it's definitely a process to kind of get to know what it is that you want to do especially if it's something that like you said you're not really not really your main thing right if you if you if you do creative portraits or i mean and don't see it as a main thing for you then it can be difficult to kind of find where you want to go with it or you know like you said what style you want to look to achieve so um 100 percent agree with that um going back to even just film photography because i heard you say that you did film photography do you think you do that more than portraits and if so like what about film photography you sticks out like it is it something you would prefer over digital nowadays because i know there's a big you know i don't want to choose one or the other and they want to the film lovers want to bring up film more so i'm currently like if i'm leaving my house and i'm gonna go to like the farmer's market or just leave and i know there's gonna be like a, an, a scenery that's pretty i don't bring my my canon r6 with me that stays at home i bring like, almost all my film cameras like I have like two polar, uh, three Polaroids, like three, like one DSLR. Uh, it's like not a, di- it's like a DSLR film camera. It looks mm-hmm. like one. 
film camera and then like a point and shoot and then like my two other canon ones um like i'll bring that out just because i just love the look of film like it is just so like it makes you feel like you're there um i actually had someone tell me like last night they're like i love your photos because it makes me feel like i'm there in that in that photo that you took and i i really like to think that it's because it's film it makes it feel like more homey more like you gravitate more towards it because mm -hmm. it's like more real like I, I i really enjoy those photos where like it looks super like fake and like you can tell it's edited but it looks super cool um but i like more of the style of like retro like more like golden colors mm -hmm. i do in regards to portraits and film i do want to get into like photographing strangers um like let's say like i'm walking like when i was in new york i saw so many cool people and i was like mm -hmm. i want to like carry around my film camera with a 50 millimeter and take a photo of like super cool people and just like kind of like get to know them and like you know those people that are right. like can i take a photo of you yeah i've but, seen those videos know, on youtube plenty of times yeah. of people just walking down the street and taking photos of strangers yeah but i would love to do that with film just because i feel like it it mm -hmm. it 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 fits my vibe more um, right. rather than like taking it on digital. The only thing downside about film is just that it's so expensive. Um, it's like it's like fifteen bucks for a roll, and then you gotta pay like seventeen dollars to get it developed and scanned. Mm -hmm. And like sometimes you don't even know if it's gonna be a good scan or not. Right. So that's like the only downside, but it's like something that I've grown so fond of that I'm like, you know, I'm willing to pay the price of like how much it is, but. Right. Yeah. Would you say you were, uh, I, it stuck out to me how you said you wanted to take photos of strangers with the film camera. Um, just a very broad question. Would you say you were a, like, I guess not shy outgoing person where you could just go up to people and like, Hey, let me take a picture of you. Or like, are you more of like a very like to your own kind of person who's really shy? You know, what would you describe your personality? You think that's something that you could do like easily? Yeah, I am definitely a very outgoing person. Um, like it depends on like sometimes like obviously I get nervous as like most people would be. Um, but like for example, when I was in New York, I I went up to a few people, um, like a few strangers to ask for their photo. Um, and I was like nervous, like I was like butterflies in my stomach, like I was like definitely stuttering, but like, like the rush of like adrenaline and like was just running through my body and like I'm shaking, but it's like so worth it, worth it to me because it's like a boost of serotonin. Like mm -hmm. I just love, I just like in general, even without a camera, like I just love talking to strangers. Like I and I talk to more people when I'm like, let's say like I I was in New York and I saw this man with a with a film camera and I went up to him and I was like oh what film like what film are you shooting right now and we got to talking and then like two other film photographers came in and they're like oh dude I love your camera and then we all started talking and then we like took a group photo we took portraits of each other and it's like that's what I love about the like film community and like it just brings people together and it and it you, like you don't get nervous because you like you kind of like feel like you found your people but right I just feel like it's easy for me to talk to strangers with or without a camera. Gotcha. So I feel like I have that benefit when it comes to gotcha. that idea. That's cool to know. Um, you, you, we do. I do want to stress that like building connections and 
kind of like just meeting people whether it be people from your area or like people online like building connections towards something that you're both sharing in, in a similarity with like whether it be digital photography portraits concerts whatever it is that you do um building connections is a very big part of either growing your business or just you know spreading your name out there you know so like to everyone listening that you know may need some tips on how to actually start how to you know things that you could use to kind of improve your self uh business creating connections you know just talking to people meeting new people uh like valentina said like going out and if you see people with a camera like you know just having that piece to kind of go up to somebody and you know you have something obviously you have something in common to kind of just talk to them and you know say hi say what's up because you know you never know if you're going to speak to the the person who's going to make you like you know break into this world right break into the photography world so it's always yeah. about making these connections it's very very important uh, especially nowadays when most of the things that we see most of the things that we accomplish are either shared on social media or like due to a social media poster very much social media um emphasized now one thing to note, like, if people that are listening want to, like, kind of get into the music world of, like, concert photography and stuff like that, talk to the people that are in the photo pit, because they will be, like, your closest contacts, like, you can make so many friends out of that. It's it's easy to, like, let yourself be competitive in this genre of photography, just because, like, you're all shooting the same artists, and, like, some people see it as a competition, but if you find the right people in the photo pit and you befriend them like you're only just gonna bounce off like your ideas you'll get inspiration from them they'll get inspiration from you you, you can like make connections travel together to go like to festivals and stuff like that because right, right. you have that's doing the same thing as you so that's one thing that i definitely recommend talk to the people in the photo pit whoever's taking photos very very good recommendation i've done that myself many times and uh that is something that you definitely want to be doing like I said, you never know like who you might be speaking to. It may be, you know, somebody that's can get you into a different concert or maybe get into shooting a bigger artist that you may want to shoot for uh, or whatever it is, right? Um, talking about inspirations, what slash who would you say are some of your creative inspirations? And I know this is kind of on the spot, but like it doesn't have to be a person, doesn't have to be an Instagram profile. Um, if you do have one, that's totally okay. You can plug it. Um, if not, what in general kind of inspires you? creatively yeah um well i actually don't really follow any like big like big photographers that i'm like wow like they like they're super big and like i'm inspired by them in like every way um like i've definitely looked up to a lot of photographers um but inspiration wise i can't really think uh i think my biggest inspiration are really just my peer photographers like and peer creatives like the ones that i've met here in orlando and other places and i talk mm -hmm. to all the time um yeah it just kind of like pushes me to be creative as well like like i i see them being creative and i'm like i want to be creative too and i want to like put in as much work as they're putting in the, and and that's i think that's what gives me the inspiration to, to like keep going and like kind of gives me like I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of, like, I can list out a few, like, photographers that I know, like, personally that, like, keep me grounded and, like, mm -hmm. like they give me, like, inspiration to keep going, if that. That's, yeah, like, a yeah. good... Okay. 
Feel free uh, to shout yeah. out anybody who you think inspires you at all. Doesn't like it doesn't even have to be a photographer. I just want to kind of know, pick your brain, and see what where your inspiration draws from, kind of. Yeah. Um. Okay. Oh, this is so hard. <laughs> um. I honestly, I think like any film photographer and concert photographer really inspire me a lot. Like I, I use a lot of reels. Like I look at reels a lot, mm -hmm. and it, it's just like random people that show up on my reels. And I just like get inspired by them and just like I think that's I think that's my main inspiration. Like just scrolling through like random like hashtags or reels yeah. that are just like kind of provided to me by Instagram. Um I, I I don't know, I feel like there's so many people that I like look up to and I like I'm like so like I get so happy seeing their work and it's a lot of random people because I, I have this thing where I just like I'm scrolling through Instagram. If I see something, like, I am the first to comment and be like, this is so awesome. Like, I just love kind of, like, giving them that affirmation that they're killing it because, mm -hmm. like, one comment can do so much for someone. And I just like to share, like, I think this is cool. Like, I'm going to be like, oh, my, I'm going to, like, fond over. I'm like, this is so right. awesome. Like, I believe, like, my eyes are witnessing this right now. Like, I think right. that's what I, like, that's one value that I have a lot that I just, like, comment Mm -hmm. and like on everyone everyone's work everyone's art just because like it makes me happy to see their art on my feed well around here we appreciate all the endless support and especially anyone who's willing to you know take time out of their day to drop a like drop a comment all that good stuff because like you said it does it i mean even just doing that can help somebody you know it changes someone's day right it makes somebody feel like they, what they did didn't go unnoticed and you know, yeah. it's very helpful in that matter um i'm gonna get like into a really like kind of spicy question per se i want to know okay. if you have any photography pet peeves um and this is another question that's kind of just like off the top of my head um i'll give you an example to kind of you know make it easier for you one of my pet peeves personally as as a photographer and that been doing this for a while is just like you said earlier like the fact that some people just want to make it a competition yeah. Um, that's one of my biggest pet peeves. Yeah. I can I can second that as one of my pet peeves. I think another one is when people get upset that someone like let's say like they don't see it as like someone like let's say someone posts something, they have a concept and someone like recreates it or copies it or something like that. Um, and then they don't they see it as copying and not inspiration and they get mad and like I can give like an example. I'm hoping like this person doesn't hear it. <laughs> like, um, long exposures, like that's everyone knows what long exposures are. Everyone's seen long exposures. Like people, like it's not some, it's not something that's gate kept, and a lot of people do it. And it's been like a thing right now, like where a lot of people are just doing long exposures during concert photography a lot. Mm -hmm. um, and I had one, one, one friend that was upset that another photographer in like our music photography community here in Orlando was um copying the long exposures and I was like and I I told them I was like listen like long exposures have been a thing for a long time I don't, I don't think they were copying you I think it was just like I think it was just inspiration that like you like you taught them how to do it and now they're using it like I don't and and, it, and I think it all goes back to like seeing it as a competition like I mm -hmm. Like I wasn't really into Polaroids, um, and then I met my one like one of my closest friends here in Orlando that's also a photographer, and she was doing Polaroids, and she inspired me to start doing Polaroids, and now I'm like 
Polaroids, Polaroids all the time. And I have my friend to think that she inspired me. And like, like we talked about it and like, she doesn't see it as copying because like Polaroids have always existed. Everyone loves Polaroids. So it's just a matter of like, really back to the first thing, just not seeing everything as a competition mm-hmm. and kind of working together to, together to be creative. Um, right. It's, a, it's like aside, the inspiration. Yeah. But aside from like um, people, like people wise in the photo community, one of my photo pet peeves is just things not being like, like cropped right. Like, you know, like when it's like not like, let's say like the horizon line is like mm-hmm. tilted. Yeah. That yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that like, makes I, sense. Like, I, like if I see a photo that like was just like not, What's that word when you like, like it's like not tilted right? Like symmetrical. Not, yeah, it's not symmetrical. I'm like, I wish I could just like make it mm. symmetrical right now. Yeah. One thing I always make sure for my photos to like at least try symmetrical <laughs> because sometimes right. it's just possible. Yeah, yeah, that, that makes that makes subtle sense. I, I, it's that's one of more of like the like nitpicky like you know kind of. Yeah. Uh, each to each their own kind of thing. Um, yeah, for sure. for sure. Sometimes it's like a like an art. Like it's like it's a it's a statement. Like you mm-hmm. do it on purpose. Right. So. I have a few more questions, and then uh, we'll be done with this episode. I do want to know one of your most proudest moments in your life thus far. Uh, it can be, you know, photography related, or maybe it's not photography related. Um, I just want to know, like, maybe one of your most proudest moments that you've experienced thus far. Yeah, um, I would like to, it's kind of a combination of something that happened to me, and, and it falls with, like, photography. Um, I broke my wrist, I broke, fractured, like, I broke my distal radius, had to get reconstructive surgery, uh, September of 2022, so, like, a few months ago. Um, I had just turned 21, I was rollerblading, fell, broke my wrist, and I missed out on a lot of opportunities because I was on bed rest for like two months. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really took a toll on me. And I, I'm proud to say that I was able to push through that. Um, I was out shooting shows with a broken wrist and a cast. Um, I got my, I am like, can say 100% that those are my like best photos ever once I like once I started again I think I created one of my best photos ever I think since I broke my wrist my my photography has gotten to another level <laughs> um, like and it's crazy because I don't have as much control and I don't have as much like versatility uh-huh. like even now like I was at therapy and she's like yeah I think you have tendonitis because you I mean not tendonitis oh yeah yeah Sorry, I thought I was saying <laughs> I thought I was getting like saying it wrong but I have tendonitis <laughs> um i overworked my wrist and the tendons uh right uh is that is that the right word i honestly have no idea that's why i'm not saying anything (laughs) but i'm just gonna go with it we'll go with it i'm like because there's like the there's not it's not tendonitis wait wait if anybody listening knows what she's talking about you know (laughs) that's like where you can't like you have bad hearing because of like too like very loud music that's tinnitus, right? And I then, honestly have no idea. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I'm no help in this question right now. <laughs> oh my god, it's so funny. Wait. <laughs> but okay. People it's, know what, what you're talking about, though. I think. Yeah, it's like my tendons were were like they're kind of ripping because mm-hmm. like my wrist is a 
is too weak, so I use my tendons too much. Wow, it's gonna bother me this whole time yeah, yeah. now that I don't know if I'm saying the correct. Somebody will correct <laughs> you if not. <laughs> Hopefully. Hopefully they know what I'm talking about. But um, yeah, so I'm in physical therapy right now, just kind of pushing through, hoping mm -hmm. to get my hands back at 100% mobility because I currently don't. Like, I can't. If I'm holding my camera for too long, my my hand gets very tired. Yeah. My wrist doesn't have as much, like, mobility as it did before. So I, I'd like to say that I'm proud of how much I was able to push through and accomplish after breaking my wrist. Like, I feel like... And it was my 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 dominant wrist, like my right wrist, which is what mm. you use for photos, what I use for writing, what I use for right. everything. And it was a really hard time in my life. And I'm just proud that I was able to not give up on my dream of like continuing photography. Um, I definitely got to take it slow for a bit, make sure I don't continue to like fuck up my wrists and tendons. Right. Um, but yeah, I think that's what I'm like, most proud of that's a good that's a you know, you know overcoming that is something that you know especially as a photographer who like uses your hands like to hold a heavy piece of equipment is yeah that's something to definitely be proud of and just you know hope that you can keep grinding and you can keep you know taking your time to recover and i'm sure i'm sure you'll be back doing it you know even better yes last question to end off the podcast today um, this is a two-part question, and this is a question that we plan on asking everyone who joins us for this podcast. Um, so again, it's a two-part question. One question number one is something that you would tell your younger self um, if your younger self was dreaming to become something, to um, aspire, aspiring to reach certain goals. What is something that you now would tell your younger self to kind of let them know whatever it is that you want to let them know. And also <laughs> what are some of the goals and dreams that you want to reach in this year, 2023, because dreaming with red pretty much means dreaming with passion, with courage, dreaming very intently. Right. And so I want to know what is, what are some of the dreams that you very intently look to pursue, look to achieve, um, and just what you look to accomplish this year. Yeah. Um, so the first one to answer that question, um, I would tell my younger self that everything's going to work out. Um, not everyone has the same timeline. So if you see other people doing great things and you're still not there, um, you're going to get there if you keep working hard and keep putting in the work. Um, and I would also tell myself to not, um, not critique yourself so harshly. Because that's one of the biggest things with photography. It's the self-critiquing and just being your biggest hater because you look at it and you're like, this is disgusting. But other people can look at it and like, this is amazing. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing that I would definitely tell my younger self. My goal is to be go on another tour. on another Because um, I went on a tour after I broke my wrist. I, I had already planned this before breaking my wrist. And I knew I was going to go on like a little mini tour with a band. And I would like to do another one um, in 2023. I feel like and the year is so long. There could mm -hmm. be so many opportunities. So I'm manifesting and hoping I can do another tour. Um, and also just shoot the festivals that I want to shoot for this year. Um, I already have one in lock, so that's good. I have like five more that I'm applying to. So I hope and that's what I'm like hoping for the goal of mm -hmm. 2023. 
um, and just work with bigger bands, work with a band that I had uh, lost an opportunity to work with because I broke my wrist. Um, I'm hoping that opportunity comes again in May mm -hmm. and uh, prove myself that like I was able to do it again, get in contact right. with them again, and make it happen, even though there was something that hindered it last year. Mm -hmm. um, and just have like a name for me on, like, I know like, like number monetary like things like goals are not very attainable but i would like to be known on the internet and have like a name for myself mm -hmm. um and eventually move out of florida that's that's the goal for 2023 gotcha. gotcha makes total sense uh well i want to let you know that everybody part of the creative team at hearts cove is wishing you lots of success lots of you know we hope you accomplish whatever goals it is that you have set um and we will be cheering you on along the way and we're so thankful that you stopped in and decided to chat with us for this podcast it really does mean a lot um lastly i just you know just plug yourself right like we want to be able to help others listening see your work you know get your name more out there so anything that you want to last say before we head out and also obviously your social media stuff yeah i just wanted to say thank you for having me um very honored to have been asked to do this um love your work love like love what you guys have been doing with uh hearts cove like very very proud of you guys and excited to see what's to come uh and yeah uh my instagram and my tiktok handle is this is dot val um very i'd like to think it's iconic very, mm -hmm. I'm going to stay with that name as long as I can. Um, but yeah, if you guys want to follow me, have have any photo inquiries for Orlando, Florida, or just Florida, hit me up. There you have it. Well, once again, thank you so much for everyone who listened. Thank you so much to Val for being here and just chatting with us about all photography things related. Um, this will be either episode number one or episode number two. Um, don't really know at the moment but we'll find out whenever this episode releases thank you guys again for listening uh we appreciate your guys's time and stay creative out there peace